Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Game Day. And today we're going to be doing a review of Monasterium and a showdown between Cascadia and Llama Land. So let's get to the table. <laughs> I don't understand. We're not getting to the table, John. Oh, yeah. So uh, thanks You're for joining your, us. You're uh, doing your YouTube intro I'm in, I'm on in video the podcasts. Mode, video mode right now. So, uh, episode 89. All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean holding up a sign that says, I hate board games. And another one that says, I hate Jonathan, and I hate every single game day he does. I was so, at the last one, and you were not, sir. Oh, you did? I yeah. thought that you bailed on that one, too. No, 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 I was there. Oh, shoot. I wasn't there the whole time, but I was there for one of the days. Oh, my bad. I thought you bailed on the last two of his. No. Oops. No, you you were not at the last one. Yeah. You know why I wasn't at the last one? Why? Because I thought it was the wrong weekend. <laughs> I was like, Jonathan texted me. He was like, hey, bro, you coming? Uh, what time are you going to be here this weekend? I'm like, it's next weekend. What are you talking about? And I mean, obviously, I know more than he does since I mean, it's at yeah, his house. Of course. I'm like, you don't even know when your own thing is, Jonathan, at your own house. Of course, to the contrary, it was me who did not know. <laughs> so I didn't get to go. How about that? I did to that one. So okay, other, so other maybe you that, don't. Hate, though, maybe you don't hate board games. I don't. In fact, I was. I mean, I was doing a wedding for one of those days, and the other day I was, I was uh, having a a uh, family gathering that we had been planning for months. So that's what I hear. But I hear that your wife was out with Jonathan's wife in the morning, hanging out, shopping. Yeah, that's right. That was a word around the water cooler. They were like, if she can go do that, why can't Dean come play board games with us? Well, she was there at the house. She was <laughs> at one you? point, yeah, yeah, because they met over there. Well, because I have children, someone has to watch the kitties. Somebody's got to watch the kids, and I, I've how what? old? How old is Elias? Nine. He can't watch Oliver by himself. Uh, he could. <laughs> he definitely. How could. old is Oliver now? Six. Six. Yeah. So a nine-year-old watching a six-year-old—that's perfectly fine, and no one will call the I cops think so. or anything. You ever seen Dennis the Menace? Just you mean like the movie or the anything Dennis the Menace? Of course. Okay. There you go. <laughs> you're you're calling your son Dennis the Menace. No, you're saying that if you left Elias home, like he would get into some kind of no. I, I don't think he's that at all. But you combine the two of them, for sure, and something is going to get destroyed, and it's probably like an arm. Okay, or, Dad. Question. Okay, when can he stay home by himself? That's a good question. I don't know yet. I I don't. If I say a number, somebody's going to be like, <gasps> can't believe he said that. I know. See, Dean always needs to pander to the people. In my mind, no, I don't care about that, but I just, yes, I don't know. In my mind, I think at one point we thought, I guess like like 10, if it's like, hey, I'm on the way really home short. and the sitter's leaving or whatever, like you can spend a little bit of time by yourself. I don't think that's right now. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah, like 10's a little young probably. 12, is that right? I don't know. So this is what I, this is my parenting opinion. All kids are created differently. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's certain kids I think that can handle it a lot younger than other kids and are way more responsible. Our soft number was 12, but we leave our 11-year-old home because my 11-year-old is more responsible than my 13-year-old. Now, does that mean we leave him home for long periods of time by himself? No. But if it's like, hey, I'm going to run to the grocery store, pick up the groceries I ordered online and come back home, or I'm going to finish up at the gym. I got another 30 minutes. So I can't, like, right now just up and go to PAX Unplugged and, you know, have my wife come with us. That's my next question for my kids. Like, I'm serious. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when's, I'm like, when's a weekend getaway? Okay. Yeah. 
when's a night getaway? When's a weekend getaway? Okay. Do you remember as a kid what what that was for you? I don't think I don't ever really remember my parents doing that. My parents didn't get away. Okay. I mean, there wasn't. I mean. But what about like? Do you remember being younger and being home alone? I was oh, I was yeah. the youngest of four, so that this doesn't really. I, I'm not a good equation. I was the equation. oldest, and I think that it was like 12. I think my mom was. It was. I think it was that age, and it, it was, she was like a hard age. Like it was right when, after I turned 12, she was like, "You can be home for like an hour by yourself or something okay. like that." And then it grew. The we're we're the latchkey us. kid generation too. So like, yeah, you know, coming home to no parents because they're at work and you come home from school is not uncommon for people in our generation. So no, now we just baby everybody. And now everyone's like staying home with mom and daddy till they're 29. Is that and right? You're just like, and then now Dean's thinking, Oh man, I hope there's not 29 year olds that are living with their parents right now. Cause John just made them mad and I'm not, it's fine. It is. What is it, it is. Cause you know, you're making it sound like it's my not. kids aren't going to live with me at 29 unless there is a reason. Do you have a hard cutoff? Like yes. you're out of the house. No, when age. they turn 18, I need a plan. Okay. Seri- so, no, I, I just need to know. Say, no, they, they don't 18, have to get out. Gone. They don't okay. have to get out. I need to okay. know like if you're staying at home, why you're staying at home. If they're like, I'm going to college locally and I'm trying to save money for something, then okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. Like you're accomplishing something with your life or, hey, I'm going to this trade school or I'm starting my own business and I need to stay home for X, Y, or Z. I mean, I just don't. What if it's like, I, I really like your, your lasagna that you make, dad. Is that good enough or? Oh, I will. <laughs> I, the, they will get up the next day and all their stuff will be on the front porch. And I'll have my shoe on the front porch with a sticky note on it that says, kick yourself in the butt with this. That's weird. That's exactly right. That's <laughs> You didn't think through that one. That was, that was on the fly. That, right I know it was. And it turned out better than I could have ever imagined. <laughs> Here's what I don't understand. I thought you were going to be Johnny Leatherpants. Not not picking on Uh-oh. me for being at the game day. Oh, What do you mean? Johnny Leatherpants. Okay, what do you, go ahead. Do you know what this week is, John? You don't even know. You don't know. This is our Something anniversary, with, John. With it's, our, it's our third anniversary. It's the leather anniversary. Is and that you what forgot. The, is that the third anniversary is the leather anniversary? I had to look it up, but yes. What what did you get me? <laughs> well, I tell you what, I got you my presents for yeah. your present. That is me being here with you is is what you get. You're welcome. What's the beef? Why couldn't you get me something with leather? Uh, leather is expensive, <laughs> probably. <laughs> if you don't uh watch out, I'm gonna milk these jokes for the rest of the th- the podcast you know that right? oh i see what you're doing the beef joke mm-hmm. okay i see what you're going there okay. why don't we move on over to the next segment it's you our anniversary and you didn't even say happy anniversary i'm sorry i forgot about it did you you hadn't even thought like it wasn't no, on your radar no d- d- i told you about my brother right and then we'll get on to the for those who are new to our podcast we're going to start talking about board games here in just one second we it's called since we call ourselves sensible board game nonsense but we also have some anything nonsense that we like to talk about anniversary nonsense I told you about my brother missing his wife's anniversary. Oof. Missed it, and not only did he miss it, but he bought himself a very expensive keyboard <laughs> and like thousands of dollars because he does that, and walked in the house with the box because she thought he forgot about me all day, and then she sees that and thinks he didn't. He was just messing with me. Oh, no. And she's like, hey, oh, my gosh, you got that for me? And he's like, no, this is my keyboard. And she's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, no. Totally forgot the anniversary. You ever for- forgot an anniversary? No. I okay. love I love that kind of stuff. I mean, this. But and you don't. You don't. <laughs> for some reason, it's in my mind that, oh, never mind. It is November. <laughs> it's funny because I say- I, I, it just hit me the other day. I don't know what it was. Something triggered. You know, something like comes up and you're like, 
I wonder when we did this video or sure. something. So I was going back and looking at videos and I was like, when did we start again? Oh yeah, it was November November 6th, I think was our first podcast episode gotcha. that, it, that it dropped. I had to look it up. Well, there you and, go. And so happy anniversary. There you go. We're not making a big deal. Sometimes shows like give away games and stuff. Are we are we going to do that? You can give away a game to me if you want. There we go. How about that? Okay. We'll Maybe we should it. do a game swap one day. Just the two of us? I'll buy just the two of us. Yeah, we can just buy each other games. I'm part of a secret Santa that just launched. That's pretty exciting. Interesting. I can't say who I have. I'm pretty excited about it, though. I mean, That's all I got. <laughs> okay. Have you ever done one of those? Like a, a secret uh, Santa yeah, with It's like been board a long games? time. Not with board games. Yeah, me either. I've never... I, you know, BGG does one, I think. This is with a, a different group. That would be really hard to do with someone like you or Jonathan, who has so many games, like I would be afraid that I would buy something that you have. Yeah. That's why you have like wish lists and stuff like that. Oh, so you, everyone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I could, I would design my own game and give it to you. And so you'd be super excited about that. With that. <sighs> It'd be a game about getting kids out of the house that are sticking around too long. It's not a bad idea. Teach, teaching parents how to, you know, you, sometimes you gotta, you gotta lay down the law. I, gotta, I've been teaching someone that lately. Like, their son is 18 or 19 and still doesn't have a driver's license. This mom drives her son around all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is ridiculous. She's like, he's been studying. I'm like, no, you tell him you have one month to get your driver's license. At the end of this month, I'm done. It's not that hard. It's not. For you, but maybe somebody doesn't want to do that. that that's actually well, more common than, than one I, might imagine. I know it is, and it's just, it just drives, like, I get it. Like, I know people fail the test, but you can just go take it again. Like, Did you I, fail the test? No. The written or the driver's? No. The, okay. Why, why are you saying it like that? Because what if I did? It, it's, it's because this is what, I, this is fact, what I've I gathered. Did. I failed the first, time, the first written test. I got I you, but I bet you didn't try that hard. No. That's the thing. That's, that's, that's my point. My point is a lot of people fail it, but almost everyone I asked who failed it goes, I didn't even study or I barely studied. Like If you put in a, cup, a few hours of work, maybe more than that, if you study five or six hours and you get into it, you're probably going to pass the test. But if you're just like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it, then you're not. And that's okay. Or you could just take it, and then when you retake it, you're like, oh, okay, I got a good idea of what. I know the answers. Yeah, you can do that too. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so I don't, I don't, I don't. These kids these days. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Get off my lawn! I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, this is it's ridiculous, man. We should move on to games. Yeah. So here's the poll. And by the way, most of the people that listen to this show are not that age, and maybe there's a reason for that. <laughs> most of the people are our age. <laughs> it's a bunch of grumpy old men. That's what they hear. They're probably agreeing with us, though. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our parents got to do this and gripe about us, so we get to do it now that we're older. Oh, you know what I look forward to is being really old, where you don't have to have a filter on the things there. you say. Here's the... Yeah, that's true. But here's what I'm... I'm actually not beefing at the kids. I'm actually grumpy towards the parents that let this happen. I'm, just, I'm grumpy towards our generation. A lot of us are just like, come on, guys. Like, let's get it together. Like, we can be a little tougher. Yeah, tough tough I mean, love and explaining why. That's the key. You don't want to be a jerk. But hey, son, daughter, this is what I'm doing this. And I'm doing this because I love you. I'm, be, I'm real. Like, I love you. And I'm trying to help you launch in life. I gotta have that's that difficult to do when, when most of you know our childhood was surrounded by grunge music that didn't give that message, right? We're just, that's yeah. why we're a bunch of grumpy old people. I guess so. That just care about ourselves. I'm already working that with my kids right now. They already know about the plan they have to have, all that stuff. Let's go. 
Anyways, all right. Poll time. Ready? Is this a board game poll? I, I don't hope? know, but I, yeah, it is. Okay. I've I've really enjoyed this conversation. I don't know if it was funny or entertaining. You like to vent like old man vent. It's, it's That's, fun because I don't really do that in life. <laughs> he does. Meeple Town. You should hear him like when we're not recording. It's like <laughs> this times 100. I'm like, okay, John, I get it. Most these of, kids these days. Like, yeah. all right. <laughs> no. All right. Dean, this was based off of our... Um, Kind of based off when we did the video on Essen and talking about the games that were hyped for this next poll or this poll was how many must have games uh, do you have on your list that are going to come out by the end of this calendar year? So how many, how many must have games? Um, it is either none. There's no must have games that I have. So all these games that are swirling about. That we're and they, all excited ha- they have about to have been released, right? Is that what you're saying? That are planned okay. to be released. Okay. So these are the ones that have been planned to be released. One to three, four to ten, or over ten. I don't think it's either one of those. I think it's one of the lower ones. Hmm. I'm going to say, I'm real tempted to say none, but I'm going to say one to three. All righty. So overall, Dean, you are correct. Excellent. Number two is zero, what, probably, right? What, that's right. Okay. Knocking Here, it out of the park. Here's what's really intriguing. I also asked some people to list some of the games, so I want to read some of those here in a second. But what was super intriguing is the stark difference between Meeple Town Guild and the Twitters. So I want you to now tell me, does the Guild say none, or does the Guild say one to three? Does Twitter say none? Does Twitter say one to three? I, it's totally different. I think the Guild is a bunch of grumpy middle-aged people like us they say zero (laughs) zero is what the guild says all right so listen to this um on the guild the one to three was 27.8 percent and none was 72 (laughs) percent so you you nailed the guild i think i nailed the reasoning too (laughs) on twitter it was 19.5 for none and 63 percent uh for the one to three. That's interesting. And in the guild, no one said four to ten. <laughs> no one said ten plus. Yeah, that's a pretty so high right. number. This has been very thematic so far. Our podcast has been. <laughs> it's a bunch of grumpy old folks, <laughs> grumpy moms and dads that are like, mm, yeah, I don't, I don't even want any of these games. These games are stupid. Games these kids are making these days. <laughs> I just want to play the classics. <laughs> I'm tired of this cult of the new garbage. But on Twitter, it's like, give me the new. But, it is true. But that 1 to 3 true. is interesting. We had 14% on Twitter say 4 to 10, which I thought that could get a few more. Because, um, I mean, if you think about the top 10 list we made, I actually think I would say 1 to 3 are must-haves for me, but there are 4 to 10 that I'm interested in. You you would say 1 to 3. Well, like, I would. Specifically, what would that number be? You think? I, would, I think I would say, let me, I'll just be real. I, was, I would say Golem is, is a must-have for me that I'm going to definitely pick up and... Um, Messina, did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a must-have for me right now. That might be it. I really would like to play Botoku. I'd really like to play... Um, oh, my gosh. I know there were some other ones. I'd like to play... Well, the Ar- uh, 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 Ark Nova is probably going to be 2022, so that wouldn't be on the list. Um, I'm very interested in that one. I think you're going to like that one a lot, based on what I read on that one. Yeah. I, I might be zero. That you Honestly. just have to have. I thought you really would want Messina. It's not a must-have. I'm excited about it, and it was my number one on that list. Stroganoff is, I'm pretty interested in that. Yeah, 
pretty pretty interested and must have are very but different. I agree with that. That's a that's a big big difference, and I, that's why I don't think I would say anything. Like so you would some, say none as well. There's I'm, some I'm Kickstarters really that I'm excited you about. You buy way more games than me. Uh huh. So like you tend to be like looser on that than I am. Uh huh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But that being said, there are like looking forward to some games that are coming in that were must haves. Like, um, dark tower is one that I'm super pumped about that I really started and, and that's going to be coming in. So, I, I mean, I guess I would consider that, but it's, it's hard to put it in that category because I've already bought it, you know, got you same thing for, uh, the masters of the universe stuff that's coming out. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. But other than that, that's I don't a know. must have for you. It was, yeah. Just because mm-hmm. you love He Man so much. Yeah. But you think it's actually going to be good gameplay too? I don't even care. <laughs> I mean, you obviously don't. Uh, I hope so. I really hope so. But do you think you are you? Do you have like these dreams of playing it with your kids? Or nah, or it's too complicated. For I don't me? know. Like I have all of my, not all of them. I have a lot of those toys from when I was a kid. Both the castles and, you know, yeah, a, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff for it and. They were interested in it for a little bit, so I would, I don't know. It's not anything they watch or anything, so I don't know if they care that much. Speaking of kids these days. Oh, boy. It, no, isn't it, do you ever have those games that you're super excited about getting because you want to play with your kids and they're just not interested? Oh, yeah. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. I hate when that happens. <laughs> Especially when I'm like, because I get really excited about something I can play with my family, and then they play it like, meh. Yeah. It's a bummer. It's, like, it's been a while because I haven't really, like, I haven't really brought it much to the table for them. Most of what I'm bringing to the table is, is for my wife, if she would like it. Uh, hey, speaking of games, I'm interested to hear how this game day went. Oh, wait. let's let's. Can I lift, list out a few oh, that, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. that yeah. people uh-huh. said? And before I forget, I played um, Underwater... No? Deep Sea Adventure with Judah. My, how old is he? Eight-year-old last night. Is that night. that real small box we game? We played that or? together. Remember that? That uh-huh. push your luck? And yeah. he just uh-huh. loved it. He loved it, but he wanted to play co-op. He wants to score as many points together as possible. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, but he was actually pretty good. Okay. So, uh, Andrew Vargas says, Gollum, Messina, Boone Lake, um, uh, Tabanusi, he's pondering Batoku, um, Iki, is that how you say it? That's that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and Zapotec. I've been hearing a lot of good things about that. Um, Marcel says, which I'm actually interested in this. So he's got some games that I think are on the lighter, like Seven Wonders Architects, which you've said before, mm-hmm. uh, um, Jekyll versus Hyde ecosystem. Um, but one that I'm interested in, I'm actually interested in King Domino Origins. I've heard some really good things about that game. Yeah, and like, it's out now. I mean, you can. You I can thought get about. That. I almost. I thought about buying it yesterday just mm-hmm. to like. I'm gonna. Wa- I need to watch some videos. Ark Nova's on this list. Um, uh, Luke Hector from the Broken Meeple says, "With this year, I think any more than three is optimistic." Wow, he just pooed on this year. How about that? Boom. You yeah. don't. Dis- you don't disagree with him, though. I. I. I, I do. Understand I don't. I don't really. Yeah, I don't disagree yeah. with him. Obviously, because I said zero. But, but I. I don't know how I feel about that from year to year. I'm wondering, like last year, was there something that was like a must-have game? Yeah, I mean, there. Yeah, I wanted what's its name, the Feld game, quite a bit. Um, before I played it, but, but I, I still like it. Like I just, I I've just, also been in this mood where I'm wanting to play. I don't want to play a lot of new stuff right now. There's a lot of old stuff that I really want to yeah. get to the table. We also have uh, definitely a board game podcast, Gollum, Batoku, uh, the um, Imperial Steam. I don't even know anything about that. 
Jonathan just got that, I think, okay. if that's the same game I'm thinking of. And one I'm interested in that I think I asked you to request a review copy, and you probably haven't, G.I. Joe, the deck-building game. Did you ask Renegade for that? You I don't said, remember. You said I'll ask for that for you. We were emailing about something, but I don't know if I said that in there. Speak, And I said that because of how much you were like digging on um, He-Man. It's what made it, it went into my brain, and I saw this, and I'm like, that's how I felt about G.I. Joe. Yeah. My mom said I would just sing G.I. Joe all day long. So a few of our guild members, we've got Andrew Heim. He's Imperial Royals again, Anno 1800. Um, and he said, actually, it jumped up after our podcast review. So Went up. Okay. Went up. So oh, we, went, was, we were high on that, but we still had some concerns. Yeah, about like it. that's a, and I'll say, like, I'm not probably going to pick that one up. And that's, again, for the, if you aren't used to listening to us, I have about 150 game, you know, uh, board game collection excuse me and i so i take them out a lot so if i had more i might pick it up it was an eight for me and eight for dean too wasn't it dean yeah but like and i'll solid, definitely pick up the i would suggest expansion. it in certain situations like this weekend i would have played it if dean would have let me uh, borrow it but he forgot again <laughs> um but i wouldn't i wouldn't be like yes i have to play this now or anything yeah but i think it could be one that grows on me um eric uh tabo says glass road which is you know I, like it's not a new game coming out, but it's one I, that he wants. And then the like the Great Western Trail 10th year anniversary, which I understand that. But he said um, Messina for him, which is really, really big time. Uh, JTR says the new Tapestry expansion is a must-have. Ooh, I thought that you'd yeah. be interested in that. I just saw some pictures of that this morning, too. Sydney S. has Luna Capital, Caesar, and King Domino Origins. All those are... Those are good picks. Yeah, I think those are good picks. Um, uh, Tim... Tim Crisco Crisco. Crisco Crisco. That's it. Forever he will be infamous as Crisco Crisco. That might just be what I'd change his name to instead of saying Tim. I don't think you can legally change his name. I think he has to have some sort of consent in there. I want to make a t-shirt for Tim that has a bottle of Crisco, but it says Crisco brand. So it's a bottle of Crisco Crisco. He's he's Australian. Do you think they, they have Crisco in Australia? Is that a thing? They do down south here. Okay. And we fry everything in That's it. True. We don't do that anymore, though, really, do we? No one d- does that as much. Are you pies, kidding? Pies? Pies Frying and stuff? things in the south is not something that's done? In, cri- in Crisco. Oh, oh. It's more like, yeah, we'll do a little healthier oils now. I don't know, man. Okay, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but he says Messina, Golem, Freeride. I don't even know what Freeride is. I have to check that out. Tabanusi, Zapotec. Uh, so there's a lot of... A lot of Free good ride. ones on there. Um, Nick Hayes, what does he say over here? Can't think of any much must-haves. He's still in hot waters over backing uh, Masters of the Universe. My wife wasn't too happy to see me spend that much on a board game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. I understand <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. Wow, hold up a second. Let's see here. Let's see what he spent because there's a, there's a thread here, and then we'll get into <laughs> the plays. Didn't go all in. I did get the Defender of Grey Skull Pledge, which was $220. All in would have been $445. Yeah. Guys, gals out there, I just, I could go buy a PlayStation for that much money. Like, yeah. Uh, but I don't like video games. But you know what I mean? Like, that just seems crazy to me. Unless it's, I it's loved more... a game and it was my favorite of all time and they had some super deluxe edition. No way I'm back in a Kickstarter for that. There is no way. Yeah. I'm telling you. And I've only gone. I'll quit Meeple Town before I spend that much money. I only did the base pledge on this one, and and I, in all honesty, I considered backing out of it too, just because um, I want all that stuff, but I'm not going to spend that much either. That's yeah. that's crazy. But 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 I don't blame people for doing it because the the other flip side, and we've talked about this before, like with the miniature cost, 
it's actually a pretty good deal if you're into miniatures because you get a lot of like low cost, high quality miniatures. I don't know, man. After after I went back, by the way, and looked at the Terraforming Mars 3D edition and how cheap that was compared to the Catan, I was like, Catan's overpriced. I don't even care. I'm saying that. The you're talking about the 3D. You heard Catan. what I'm saying. You heard what I said. You're talking about the Catan, the yeah. 3D Catan. Because that, isn't it like a hundred bucks or something for the Terraforming Mars 3D? Uh, I think it's like, actually maybe even a little more than that. I don't maybe. know that for sure. And uh, like tapestry was that price, you know, whatever. Anyways, so. you can buy a 3D printer for pretty reasonable cost right now and just print your own yeah. stuff for it. Are we done talking about this? Can we talk about games now? Yep. So this weekend, uh, Jonathan, our buddy Jonathan, we have to say the word buddy, had a board game night and and, and I wasn't day. there. I went for a couple hours one night and a couple out in a five or six hours the next day. I played four games. So I want to hit on these pretty quick. Now, I was told during the first game from a Stephen Burford that I needed to say his name. So Stephen Burford. Full name. Full name. Saying, he didn't say that I had to say his full name, but he said, you got to talk about me on the Stephen Burford on the <laughs> podcast. He's our biggest fan too. Dude, I love it. Like we do, we do these podcasts and sometimes, you know, maybe it's not even a good episode and he's just like, that was the greatest thing I've ever heard. And I'm like, dude, you just brightened up my day, Stephen Burford. <laughs> what Seriously, did you, though, what did you all true. play together? All right, so, uh, and we played with Steve. So this is interesting. At the table was Jonathan, who is, I'm a Jonathan. Jonathan, Jonathan, Stephen, and Stephen. Steve. Mm-hmm. And you're the odd man out because Jonathan's also Stephen, or Steve. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So it was a table of weirdly Jonathan, Steve, Stevens. Yeah. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, I was the uh, yeah I was I was the non family member. So the first game we played was Cascadia, and so pause button for that because we're gonna do a showdown. So no talking about that right now. No talking about that. And I had played Cascadia with Dean and our buddy Justin that day, that afternoon, and yep. then we played it again. So back to back times. How about that? Lucky. So does that mean that it was good, or does it that is mean good. wow? You're just gonna go ahead and dive right <laughs> in like that? Huh? Everybody already knows that right now, right? Why? Why do they know that? They just know it. Go ahead. What, okay. What else do you do? Then we played Dean Read Nature. And mm-hmm. it wasn't, I think Jonathan suggested playing that. Um, haven't played that in a, a little while. And we played a four player version of this. This is a Keesling Cromer game. And you all know that you dubbed I this game really of the enjoyed this. No, it's not Game of the Century. It was close. But it has this homey feel that, like, Steve Mullins was like, I do not like the art on this. Like it looked like grandpa and grandma art. And it he does. Was like, I did not. It did, but I loved it. But I love that <laughs> yeah, part about uh-huh. it. And I'm like, no, I love that. Um, but you're laying dominoes and you're doing area control. Now with, I will say with four players, it's not my favorite because you only have 13 pieces and only half of those are actually your own. The other half are like neutral pieces that are basically used to hurt other people. They can score you points when you place them. You get points for every tree or bush that's the same value or lower. But like... To like four area control, you've got like six or seven pieces in the entire game. Oh wow! You can pick them back up, but you have to spend clouds to do that, and you could probably only pick up one or two of those, you know, um, unless you're just picking up the one over and over again. But so I will say this: that I, I I did enjoy it, but I didn't. I don't enjoy it at four near as much as three players or two players. I like it at two quite a bit, but I still love this game. I mean, it was fun. Uh, Steven and Steve did not like it. That doesn't that doesn't Jonathan surprise me with us. so 
Steven can like some theme in his game. Uh, yeah, there's and, no theme in this one. Yeah. And, and it's so a puzzle that that doesn't really <clears throat> excuse me that doesn't really surprise me yeah but Jonathan does like it yeah oh yeah he did and then Wendy um who is always playing whenever we have game days and stuff like that she's really cool maybe she's listening to this if you she are like hey, super what's up, heavy Wendy? stuff yeah yeah I mean she definitely her and like Jonathan and she we would probably have more common than but anyways she says she didn't like Renature at first very much like she's like eh but the more she's played it the more it's growing on her. I think that's how it is though. That game has more strategy than you realize. Remember when we were playing that and you were I think that you had said something like as we played it more you're like okay yeah I didn't think about that. Oh it's got a ton of strategy. Yeah, there's it, a, there's a lot to it. And that's just it's I mean for me it's kind of the theme really helps it. I'm just being real like just the idea of, I mean, maybe renaturing doesn't, but the whole look and feel of the game, the laying of the dominoes again reminds me of sitting around my table playing Mexican trained dominoes with my family. It's just, a, it just feels like you said lasagna. It feels like mom made some lasagna and I sat down and ate it. Maybe it's not the greatest lasagna I've ever had, but it's mama's lasagna, and so you, you so it, you knock it up a notch. I do you understand what I'm saying? A hundred percent not. <laughs> <laughs> Did you eat the pieces? I don't understand. Did it taste good? I don't know, but now my stomach's growling. <laughs> the uh, what did you? Th I mean, I don't want to, you know, monologue here. It's one of those that I really enjoyed at the time. Uh, hadn't really thought about it much since then. Wow. Yeah, I. I it's not one that I'm like. It, it, like. Let's say I was there, and you were like, "Hey, Dean, we're gonna play this. We got three players. You want to be a fourth? I'd probably wouldn't have played. Wow. Yeah. Really? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't remember what I gave it at the time. I think I was probably like a seven and a half or something like that. I, I, which is, I, I which think is, you gave I, it like an eight. Maybe. It's a really fun game. But you know, there's fun games that you're like, yeah, this game's a lot of fun. But given the option, you know, play something else. I'll choose what's behind door number two. And I don't even know what's behind there kind wow. of thing. You know? Okay. But I really liked it. Wow. Anyway. You just. There's a lot of games. I don't hate the game. I really enjoyed it. Man. Okie dokie. Well, I'm actually going to see. Did you ever post? I feel like I hurt your feelings. Did you on buy? That one. No, you didn't hurt my feelings. Did you ever? Did you post about what we gave it or anything? When was the last time that you <clears throat> go on to the next game, please? That, that you posted on our website. <laughs> uh, did you have it posted this year? Is that right? I think it. Unless the unless the internet's down right now, it's the a last lot game of work. you posted was Pan Am. <laughs> it's a lot of work. No, that can't no. be right. It's fine. I mean, I, I don't get think it. that is right because I think anyway. I'll have to go back and look. You can actually find it better on on BGG. I'll look it up while you're talking about the next game. Okay. Sorry, I was trying to do that. All right. So then we moved on to actually. I'm going to talk about the last game we played just because I don't want to talk about it very long here. We played a round of Blood Rage, Dean. With you always play that without me there. With John, All of you no Justin and Matt Winneborg and our new uh, and Chris who hadn't played this before. It plays games in the in the circles of the borough. Now, our buddy Matt played this game March of 2021. Yeah, was the last time I posted. Go okay. ahead. Uh, our buddy Matt played this game I for gave the it first eight. time. I thought you did. You uh, for the first time, I believe about two or three months ago, and he loved. This is where I think I've shared this on the podcast. Loved the first half. And then he started losing horribly, and it's like, uh. Well, this time he won, except for we totally messed up a rule. I don't play this game that much, like once a year or something, and I forget the rules. Jonathan was like, teach this game to them. I was like, hey, can you teach it? And he was in the middle of teaching another game, so we couldn't. So 
That's Jonathan's fault for not being able to teach two games at the same time. I thought he was a wonder man. That's a, a wonderkin. That's a really hard thing to do. Like I'm, I'm realizing, and I've, I mess up rules all the time in games, new games, old games. Like, I, I yep. Blood when Rage is not, one of those that I could, I could play. You teach, could, no but you've played it so much, and I, I mean, yeah. I have played it a decent amount, but I didn't realize or forgot that when you pillage all the spots, the round was over. Oh yeah. And so like. Both Chris and I had like this huge ha plan at the end. Both of us to score a ton of points at the end, and then the last pillage happened, and Justin was like, "What happens now?" I'm like, "Well, we keep playing." He's like, "Why?" I'm like, "We keep playing." And then he was like, well, "You should look that up." And I was like, "Jonathan." And he's like, "No, it's over." And I'm like, "What? The game is over?" And so like Matt wins, but then Matt even said, "I feel kind of like a little soured because you know whatever we just played three hours of this game." And it just ended like that. And he probably wouldn't have won. Is that? I actually, I, I've, I think there's a good chance I would have won. I had a ton of points. Chris was doing well too, uh, but I don't, I don't think. Yeah, Justin wouldn't have. He did not. It, it was not his night on that game. But he, but uh, anyways, so it was fun. Like I go back pl- playing Blood Rage again. I had it in my top fifty. It was on the bottom. It still is. You know what I mean? Like it is. I know it's. This is Dean's number one game. Mm-hmm. Of all time, it's so good. But I, I haven't been able to play with you all the last few times you've played it. I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I, yeah. There's it, the tension, the when to put your guys out on the map or your gals on the map, depending on what faction you are or whatever, and which cards to draft is so crucial in that game. Making cards work together and your drafting stuff work together. When to step out and let people destroy themselves. Yeah, when to kill uh-huh. your own guys off and score points that ways. It's amazing. Isn't it's it? it's fun. I had a great time playing that game. I really hated that Chris played it for the first time and we totally ruined it. Chris is a nice guy. Oh, he is. Yeah, he was like, man, I had so many points ready to go. <laughs> and I asked him, did you still have fun? He said, I did. Like he said, I really enjoyed it. it you know, even though it, we messed up the end. But yeah. the the last game I want to talk about is a game from 1992. Mm-hmm. And it's Reiner Knizia. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm interested to hear about this. Modern one. Art. Now, uh, Jonathan and I both just bought the Simon version, the new one, you know, that, that uh, that's come out fairly recently, right? I don't remember what year that came out. That was like the last year or so, wasn't it? Maybe two? Uh, Maybe it's the last, it last like four year. or five years. I think years. it was the last couple years. Maybe it's been, that. it's been that. But, okay, so Modern Art I've heard about forever. I've never played Modern Art. Now, if you like auctioning games... I think you need to listen to what I'm saying. If you don't, you still might want to listen. I mean, I guess you have no choice unless you want to fast forward through this part, right? I just stopped Dean listening. Dean just so tunes out. I know. So here's the thing about modern art. You all are given a hand of cards. Now, with that hand of cards, we start with a player who's an auctioneer, and he or she is going to place it one of the... It was last year. Okay. Yeah. They're going to place a card on the on the table, Dean. Now, what's so intriguing to me about modern art is... Every card, not every card, there's, I think, five different types of auctions. So different than a lot of other games, you know, a lot of games you're doing the same type of auctioning the entire game. This one, oh, no, no, no. Someone may throw a card down the table and it immediately starts by anyone yelling out whatever number they want and you just battle back and forth forever until someone says, I can't do that. Kind of cool. There's also an auction where if I'm the auctioneer, I lay it down and the person to my left gets one statement uh one number i'll give ten thousand dollars and then the person to their left goes pass 
Next person goes, I give 12, right? So forth and so on. Hey, if you're the auctioneer, you get last pick, but you, of course, got to bid more. I like that. Mm -hmm. Or fixed auction. I say 20,000 on this. Now, guess what? If everyone's passes, then I'm hosed with that 20,000. So there's that interesting kind of thing with like QE, you know, when you're playing QE, like we've been talking about where you're like, what do I give this one? Should I try to, you know, hose people or try to get them to pay too much for it? But then I could end up getting hosed myself. Um, there's some, there's a couple other things, but for the most part, that's it. But the way that games played is as you're buying these, the, the artist that's bought the most that round, there's five artists. The three artists that are bought the most are the only ones that score. You can trade in for money at the end of the round. And it's either 30, 20, or 10. It's, I think it's supposed to be 30,000, 20,000, or 10,000. But as the game progresses, the artists that have been used the most get even more valuable. So that 30 from the first round is added to the 20 from the second round, is added to nothing the third round. And so you're trying, and so it, that's it. It's like a beautiful simplicity. I loved it, Dean. I loved it. Enough to buy it. I, I mean, I bought it before just because I thought I was going to like it. Yeah. But like it had so many like laugh out loud uh, moments or no, yeah. And there's like little little luck in this game, I think. Uh, even with the hand that you're dealt, like I think that you can make it work if you're playing it right. Um, I just thought it was a hoot and a f almost flawlessly designed auctioning game. How about that? That's interesting. Yeah, and I, I'm i really intrigued by this because I tend to, you know, auctioning games aren't something that I'm like super, super drawn to yeah. necessarily. It's not that I don't like auction games. It's not like, oh, there's a new auction game out. I sure. don't get that way. But when you talk about it being so like fun and, it was fun. you know, hoot and holler moments, I think I would really enjoy that. And I like the idea of like different types of of auctioning too. I think that's really cool. Yeah. It gets tense too. The, the What happened in this game, I just, I do want to share that Jonathan was winning a lot of games this weekend and I, I pulled a sour. You don't like that. I did a sour Johnny and I don't do this very often, but I was tired of winning. Oh man. And so like, I don't think the other player, like for some reason, auction games kind of, I understand them. Like there's a lot of other games I don't, and I am not very good at, I wouldn't say I'm actually good at auction games, but I think I grabbed hold of them. But like midway through the game, I'm like, I've got to figure it out. I, Jonathan's winning. Um, I just basically tell the the table, guys, gals. Oh boy, let's not let him win. <laughs> oh no! Don't you hate when someone does that to you? And I'm like, look, he's been winning enough. That rarely his happens. Head's, to his me. head's too big. And you know, Jonathan. I know for those out there, you know, he's listening. He's not one to like, you know, shy away. Like, oh, I'm just humble. Like, oh no, I'm sorry. Like, he's like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> oh boy. I wouldn't say that he's like overly arrogant by any stretch, but he just, it's kind of, you know, maybe it's his humor that he likes to make jokes about it or whatever. But so I was like, all right, we're going to take this guy down. And we did. Wow. No, I mean, like blatant, blatantly, like Matt was like on the one where you can do a fixed price. Matt said $1 because he knew Wendy was to his left and she could just take it. <laughs> And she ended up winning the game. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but then at the end, Jonathan was like, well, as long as John doesn't win. So did it, did I probably it, frustrated did that spoil him. Did spoil the experience for anybody? Or No, we were laughing. Like okay. it was, it, I think it actually made it more fun. 
and not for Jonathan. I, I mean, if, <laughs> if I mean, I'm sure he was probably a little frustrated at me, and I won't do that again because I, I after it was over, I felt kind of bad about that. But it was just we were laughing and we were all high fiving each other. It was like everyone versus him, and there's no way you can win. There's no way he could have won. I don't think right. with us playing like that. But I'm over here like high fiving Mike and fist bumping Wendy, and we're all like, yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Wait, how many people were playing this thing in the full five? Is that uh, yeah? Okay, okay, yeah. This is ranked 220 overall. Yo, it's great. I, I I've you've you've wanted to play this for a long time. I have, and and you've really thought hey this would be a, a really fun one that that i would enjoy too and I, you've watched a lot more stuff on it than i have yeah. I, I mostly only know what you've told me about it i'm i'm a lot more intrigued after hearing that description that's hey, exciting okay but here's let me give you a caveat i have the new version and it is modern art and in more art you can you know do anything right you can okay. take a dump in a bag and take a picture of it and say is that one this of the pictures? beautiful no okay but there is one picture that is cartoonish but very risque to so much to where I couldn't play it with my kids. And my wife is like, she doesn't, she's sensitive to that ultra. And she's like, I think you should just sell the game, which is a huge bummer for me. Uh, Cause you can't just take out cards. I don't think like, is it, I, maybe what, if you took out one of each players, but can you get, can you get an older version of it? That's yes, better. I guess. I mean, I don't know if you can, Modern know. Art Mayfair English Edition 2004 is $35 on the geek yeah. market right now. It's, and I think it's really just like one. Maybe there's two cards. There's one card, and then it's actually on that printed board too. It's so kind of abstracted that I don't think you would notice if you were – I think you could, but I don't think you would immediately notice that's what it is. In fact, when I told people what it was and I showed them the card because I asked, um, they were like, What? Oh, like when I turned it the right way, there'd been that, oh, moment. So I just say that out there for parents. I wish someone would have told me that before I bought it. I wouldn't have bought it because of that. And I would have tried to find one of the older versions of it. So I don't know what to do. I've thought about, because I like it so much, just taking a freaking Sharpie to it or something like that. You know, and just like marking it out. And then I have no resale value for it. But I mean, who cares? Maybe. Um or something like that. That's interesting. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I do want to try the game. Not interested in that. I, Some people won't care about that at all, and they just say, "Hey, it's art, whatever." But it's, it's kind of a sexually graphic thing. Let me just say that. So it's not just like, yeah. I was trying to find pictures of some of the art, but most of what I found was people like I was looking through the images on BGG. Most people didn't like the art, and so they had done rethemes. That's what a lot of the pictures were. So it was like one one theme was somebody put a bunch of board game boxes, and that's what you were auctioning off. I guess of the board games. That's what I think Jonathan, there were several people around the table that said they just didn't like the art either. I like it a lot. I think it's, I mean, I, I like modern art. I like this kind of weird expressing yourself that that's just, I don't know. That's my personality. I don't like the kind of plain Jane stuff as much. So I thought the art was fantastic in the game. I mean, not all the cards, but a lot of it was except for that one. I'm like, why, why? You know what I mean? Like, it's a board game. You try to play these with your family. Like, why would you just not put that in there? Right. It's, I, I wanted to, again, I wanted to say that for those, I didn't want someone else to go out and buy it on my recommendation and then go, are you kidding me? Because I kind of don't recommend it for that reason. I mean, sure. depending on who you're playing with. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, okay, so that was all the games then? That's that it. you played? Okay. Except for Cascadia, but we'll get to that. We'll talk about that bit. after. Well, let me let me talk about one game real fast because uh, we're, we're going to have a, quite the episode where we're at right now. It's okay. Yeah. 
the game I want to talk about is Seven Wonders Architects, and I got to play this with my wife the other day. This is a two to seven player game. Do you hear me right? You heard me right. Two. I to thought seven about making game. this talk, us talking about it on our next podcast, but go ahead. We'll we can still we'll talk do about else. it. No, we'll we something. can still talk about it. Okay, you can talk about games twice. Well, maybe not. Right. Well, let's see. Is it worth it? I guess let's find out right now. Is it worth talking about? Uh, can I explain it first and then I'll, I'll no I just it. want to interrupt you the entire time <laughs> <laughs> can, can I talk please can I right. I haven't I, I, you've talked too much this episode I haven't talked enough <laughs> this is the newest implementation this is not an expansion for Seven Wonders which is I think what I initially thought when I heard Seven Wonders Architects I wasn't really paying attention I didn't know that it was a whole separate game oh I mean we have there's so many expansions I, I makes sense that you would assume that it's just another expansion. Right, right. So in this one, you are drafting cards and you are building up military cards and blue victory point cards and green science cards and all the same things. You're getting resources. Now, here are some of the, the big differences. And there's a lot. There's a lot of really big differences. And I'll go ahead and say this is made, it, the, my understanding, it's made to be more of a family-friendly gateway game than what seven wonders is okay because seven wonders i don't believe and i've said this in the past i don't believe seven wonders is a gateway game although it was one of the early ones that we played i just think there's too much going on for it to be like that light it has been a gateway game for some people though it, it was for me but i just don't think it was a good one which you think it's like a long time to figure it out by the as much as board games that we have nowadays, you would pick other ones over it because they're yes. simpler. That being said, this would be one of them. Architects yeah. would be one of them. Okay. So some of the differences. Now, if if it doesn't matter how many players that you're playing, John, you're going to take your faction, and your faction consists of your, uh, your wonder pieces, and the wonder pieces are going to form together. They're like cardboard pieces that are going to come together to make your wonder whatever that is okay so it's better so if it's than like just pyramids or something like that putting cards under a thing a hundred percent yeah you you actually can see the physical representation of the wonder that you're building is and it, it's not it just three come pieces. off the table or is it flat on the no table? it's flat it's okay. flat cardboard pieces that as you build the different levels you're just going to flip them over so it's like scaffolding and stuff on one side you flip it over and you're actually seeing the completed work okay the game end triggers when somebody completes their their wonder okay okay now, you're going to get that. You're going to get those pieces. Then you're going to get your own deck of cards. Okay. You're going to shuffle those up, and you're going to put them in a tray. All this, the, uh, the packaging, everything is so well done in this okay. game. Okay. So you have it's your own. It's not an expensive game either, really, is it? Uh, it's 30-something bucks, I think. Okay. Yeah. Not terribly. Okay. Uh, 40, actually, maybe. Oh, okay. I think that's I mean, good. 40 is not. Yeah, I think it's like 40. I'll look it up while you're doing that. Anyways, go ahead. All right. So I'm going to have my cards. I'm just going to shuffle them up, put them next to me. To my left, 40. you're going to shuffle your cards up. So it doesn't matter how many players you have. You're just going to shuffle those cards up. Now, on your turn, here's what you can do. You can take a card from either side. So I can take a card from my left. Okay. I can take it. And all the cards are showing. All you know, the cards that you shuffle are showing now. Okay. I can take a card from my left. I can take a card from my right. Or I can take a card blindly from, like, the main deck. And those are going to be all the different cards that I mentioned earlier. Now... That's that's really like the gameplay. Okay. Like, so I take my turn, you take your turn, and then if I complete a wonder, I can do that at the end of my turn. Now, if I, if if I, how do I want to explain this? Let, let me explain like how the different pieces work differently. So okay. I mentioned that you can get resources. So like, I get wood, I can get you know brick, all those same resources that you see in Seven Wonders, but. Your wonder isn't like you have to have one wood and three brick or anything like that. Okay. It's you have to have two resources that are the same, two that are different, and it gets progressively higher, harder as it the higher you get. So at the end, it's like four. So it's not asking for specifics. Right. 
it's four different ones or four of the same ones okay. by the time you get done. I think it's four of the same. Okay. So, but the difference is I actually turn those cards in. So like I have those resources, I then discard those and then I can build my wonder. Okay. okay. So anything you're using in this game kind of is going to be discarded. Military works really similar. You're going to get military cards, but some of the military cards will have this symbol on it, like this horn, and you actually have to go, burr, burr, burr. says that in the rule book. Seriously? No kidding. You like that? Uh, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Uh, so if I do that, then I uh, flip the peace symbol over. Once all, it, it de depends on how many players you have. Once all of the peace symbols are flipped over, then you have a conflict. You compare your military symbols to the other people. Whoever has the most so like, wins. like seven wonders. You just get three points. Yep. Okay. Um, science works similar. You discard two of the same or three different science cards to take one of the science tokens and they do lots of different things. Um, victory points work the same, except at the end you are, um, some of, some of them have a cat symbol, I guess. And so if I take a, a blue card that has a cat symbol, then now I can look at that middle card and I don't have to blind, blindly draw. So that's going to get passed around. If, like if you then take a blue card that has a cat on it later on, you take the cat, and now you can look under there. So how do you how do you like the difference in the card drafting versus picking from the piles? I think it's cool. I really like this style of card drafting, um, and it's and it's again very. So you different said you have a blind, other. and you see your neighbors. You see both your, the one on your left and the one on your right. You see both of those. Everyone can see the cards because they're face up. The only one that you would blind draw is if you don't like one of those two, then you can blind draw from the center of the table. Oh, oh and that's anyone can do that. Yeah, okay, anyone I'm, can I'm do that on your turn. That. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's it. You're just going to be taking a card and doing stuff. So what do you think? It. I think it's, for what they were trying to accomplish, I think they crushed it. I think they did a great wow. job with, with this. Now, you know, if I'm asked to rank these of like this and Duel and Seven Wonders... This is probably my least favorite of those three, but that's not a slam because those are two of my favorite games. You know, like Seven Wonders is a top 50 game. Seven Wonders Duel is a top 100, somewhere in there, 75 probably game that I really enjoy. This one's just a little bit lighter. I don't know if everyone needs it in their collection, which is... I was going to ask that. That's, that's a difficult thing. It's a decent size box. Um, it's kind of like the size of the, the new Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition box. Okay. And it is forty dollars, so by the way. It's, so it's not a as cheap thicker as box. But the packaging, again, all that's really well done. The setup for this is super easy. I'm just gonna hand you your case and you open everything up and you have everything you need there. Shuffle up some cards and you're ready to go. So not everybody needs this, but this is one that I would much rather introduce new people to. I'm gonna try to get this one played over Thanksgiving with okay. um with or sometime soon when we have a lot of people. So you're over. glad you have it. A hundred percent. You're not gonna because I'm gonna introduce people. I would lead with this over Seven Wonders, and this will make it to the table more than Seven Wonders will okay. for me because I, enter, I because wow. I teach people a lot of games. You know, this has a, it only has three a little over three hundred ratings, but it's seven point five right now. And as I look through what people are saying about it, it seems very similar to what you're saying, Dean. Uh, it's like a a much lighter version. Um, some people said it, it's kind of like a it could even be a kids version or whatever, but really really well done like for what they tried to accomplish it's super well done but some people saying but for me i don't i'd rather just play the original you know unless you need it for that reason and stuff like that so for me and after we got done playing my wife was like she's like i don't always say this but she said if we had time right now i would 100 percent play this like wow back to back and this was it was getting kind of late in the night 
And I was like, what about teaching our kids? And she was like, oh, yeah, they could grasp this. It, wow. you know, six and a nine-year-old could play this. This six-year-old might need a little bit of help, but there's no reading on the cards or anything like that. Yeah. So it's not it, – the, the, the hard part would be like the the science tokens. But there's Got only you. three that come out at a time, so you can just explain what those are as they as they come out. There you go. This is cool. I'm, I'm really glad they made this version, and I think this is going to – uh, this is one that uh, I don't know if it is, but should be sold in Target. You know, I actually kind of think it might be at Target. Um, but this is, it's just got so much mass appeal. And I think this could introduce a lot of people into the hobby way more than either of the other two could. There you go. So there you go. High praises for me. But I, we, we can still do a full on review. We just don't have to talk about how to play it all the way like I just did. You probably would, anyways. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to do that. But I want, but there's it's a lot of people that have apologize. played Seven Wonders that. Need to know the differences. Can we talk about another game? Uh, then I'm going to explain how to play. Yeah, I was going to say real quick that I played Carpe DM last night. Okay. And I haven't played that in over a year. Maybe pushing two, like when it came out. I think I gave it seven out of ten. If I'm and uh, eh, it was it was a little better than I remember. So. If you played, if you paid attention in the Meeple Town Guild, we have a game of carpe diem going yeah. on it's a, it's an enjoyable game i the reason i thought about it was because as soon as we finished and my wife whipped me last night i thought i want to play this again yeah like um i, I still probably be around like seven and a half you know but it's it's it's, it's good man yeah stefan Feld might be my favorite designer every time i like i feel like i get his games to the table more than anybody's rosenberg makes great games but man they're long the ones that i really like yeah like he, I mean, he makes short games too, but like the ones I really like is like an epic thing. Carpe Diem, you can pull out and you don't, it's, <laughs> yeah. the, the rules are, are pretty simple. The setup is a little annoying for how quick it, like all those tiles. And you have stuff. the old version too. I, I, well, you gave me the updated old version. Right. But it's still, it's way better though. It's the, better, but the new version is so much better. Oh, I bet it's better. But like this was a still a thousand times better. Yeah. Than, and I don't understand why they, Stop doing that cross, like the cross thing. Why everyone was so confused by that? Like I don't understand. Like who? It wasn't confusing. No, but you don't have to trace the lines anymore. You you can just look at it and see. Okay, I'm gonna go next to me, and if there's nothing there, I'll go the next one over. It's fine. Like I I I, I, I don't know. Like I, I I was like, yeah, I see that, but I was just kind of like, I guess if you you mean trace it to go here, because after they stop when they're empty, and you're like, I'm going here, and then here to there. To yeah, you're there. bouncing all around. But that's that. not really necessary. You yeah. know, it's yeah, you're right. Anyway. Okay, uh, let's talk about Monasterium. Monasterium time. Monasterium is... I made you chuckle a little. That's why I had to stop. Monasterium at its heart is a dice drafting game. Okay? So in this game, you are taking on the role of a uh, of, of somebody who is running a cathedral school. Right? Mm -hmm. I guess. You're running a school, and you're going to be sending your novices to these different monasteries, and, and you want people to look at the, your students that you're sending there and saying, hey, this guy... This John, he sends it. the best novices. He is the king of all the the of novices. The cathedral schools. That's the that's the that's the theme behind this game. Yeah. So Dean and I, let's just let's just build it. We were hyped for this game. Yeah. This was my I think number four back 
we do twice a year we do our top most anticipated games and i think in january or whenever we did it that was my number four i think and dean's number one I think it was my number two. I think number Anno eighteen hundred. Or, or is, you might be. Those right may have been that. reversed. I can't remember. It may have. But been it was. It was. It was. It was to where I was like, we were both like fired up. Like yeah. we, were, we loved the theme. We thought it was cool. You don't want me to talk about how to play this game. Is I do, that... but I wanted to make. <laughs> I wanted to do something interesting before you bored everybody. Okay. So yeah. Well, I, I was leaning into something like the theme of this game is all about building up your pride. Is what it is. It's about like who has the most pride. But at the same time, you're you're running this cathedral school where you're not supposed to have a lot of pride. So I don't. That's a little conflicted theme there. It's just like Amish Paradise by Weird Al Yankovic. That's ex- exactly because the in same that thing. it talks about how humble you are as an Amish man, and I'm like, well, you can't really sing about how humble you are <laughs> about being the humblest of them all. If you, that's not very Moses humble. in the Bible did though. A local boy kicked anyway. me in the butt last week. I just smiled at him. And I turn the other cheek. In this game, you are dice drafting. But first, you are placing dice where you want them to be drafted. That's what kind of separates this from a lot of other dice drafting games. So I'll roll my dice. I'll pick a number. And I'll put all the number from that that I have just rolled into a slot. And now... I could take them. And John could go ahead and take them later on in his turn when he's drafting. Once you get all those dice placed out, then you're going to draft them. And really, what you're doing is each number is going to represent something different. Kind of, not kind of, exactly like a Grand Austria hotel in that vein. Like if you, if I take the number one, that means I'm going to be able to send a novice out or, well, yeah, send a novice out. If I take a two, it's going to allow me to take a soup. Is that right? I can't remember what number two was now. Yeah, or take rosary or take influence influence or whatever. Move on the board. Rosaries, you said that. But the kind of the key of this game is you have this board that has these different, these five different monasteries out there and you are moving your your horse and carriage, I forget, your messenger. You're moving your messenger along this road. And as they approach different monasteries, if they're connected to them, you can send out different novices. And as those novices go out onto the board, they're going to be opening up new spots on your player board. So now if I take a number one die, it I can put a novice out on the board, or it might have opened up another spot for me to be able to take a uh, stained glass window or for me to be able to... I don't remember what the what were in the number one spots. Anyway, there's lots of different things that you can do now as a result. And each of those five spots on your board is going to have multiple different places where you're going to be able to unlock four different places where you're going to be able to unlock new so actions. So you kind of build an engine of more actions. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you do. Yeah. There's no more engine building than that, right? That's right. And, and and that's it. And the other piece of that, well, I guess the glass window, the stained glass window board would be the kind other of, kind of slight engine building where as you put more and more pieces action, out there, bonuses. it gives you bonuses. And if you complete rows or columns, you're going to get points that way. Um, and, and that's really the crux of the game. Yeah. Like you're, you're just moving along your messenger. You're trying to take these, send your novices out. At the end of the game, you're going to get points for a ton of stuff for your... Uh, for the configurations, well, there's objective cards that you, as you complete those throughout the game, you're going to get points. Which is a huge part of it. We'll That's talk right. About it. There's area control in the different monasteries that you're going to get points for. If you have more people in the, uh, depending on how many people you have in all the different chapels on the board, you're going to be able to get points. Yep. Points, points, points all over the place. Yeah. That's, and that's it. What's the point? The point is to get the points. Oh, and man. be prideful. I, I, I meant to earlier say, uh, I, I wonder how you feel about this game. When you're talking about Seven Wonders, 
So I just wanted to throw that in retro. Can you cut and paste that back? Yeah, into, sure. I'll do into that the, into the podcast. Just paste me here. Hold up a second. Shh. Hey, Dean, I wonder what you think about this game. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, I, I 100% will do that. All right. So uh, with Monasterium, what do you think about the art and components, Deanie? I like the look of this game. It looks and, fantastic. And, and I like it. There's a ton of novices. There's a lot of like, they're not just regular meeples, but they actually look like these little monk meeples, maybe. Mm-hmm. The the messenger I've seen them in other cool. games. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like a meeple with a robe on yeah. it. It's, it's nothing like elaborate. Like, whoa, that looks great. But it's cooler than having this regular meeples i guess yeah all the resources that you're going to get are cardboard cardboard tokens which are fine you know everything's um one of the things that we will talk about i guess is it has fully to do with the art is the is the graphic design choices the symbology that's on the board at first glance can be a lot and and tough to kind of figure out but once you've played around through it you're like okay i get it i get what these or maybe a game i've I think thought it took about you a little it a bit longer but yeah and it did that for me i think it's because it all it's kind of all looks similar like all you know what i mean i think that that's the confusing is is you're looking at these objective cards that you're trying to complete and those have to do with i guess i'll just kind of gameplay a little bit those have to do with like where you're sending out the monks right but then you look at all of them and all of them are kind of the same and it looked, and so you kind of like, what was that one again? Wait, what was that? Uh, whatever you, I don't know if it's not the monastery, I guess in that monastery, what do I need to get? You know? And like, that was a little confusing. <laughs> what you were saying or, or the actual symbology? Okay. I just thought, I thought like, let's give a confusing answer to something that's a little confusing <laughs> and it'll really make my point. It can be playing through a game. You're like, okay, I get this. And it all makes sense. And you're not really referring back to I the agree rules. With that. Um, the big part is the stained glass windows and, and like knowing when to and where to take those from. Yeah. Um, as you're putting different novices out to the chapel, that opens up more opportunities for you to then build in or put new novices in there, even if you don't have your messenger there. So there's some strategy there with like, mm-hmm. yeah, when and where to place your, your novices, how fast to move and all, all of that. But, but as far as symbology goes, some of that might be confusing. The board itself is pretty clear. Those the trails going up to the monasteries, I think, is all very clear. I don't have any problems with that, and I actually like the look of it. There you go. Okay. Don't, Boom. I don't know if I love the look of the board or anything, but I, but it's it's fine and it's functional. Yeah, I, everything is pleasant and nice. Nothing blows my mind. The box? Do you like the, the box? Yeah, I, the art's good. The art's the best part of it. I guess what for sure. Yeah. The other stuff is just, but again, that's kind of my jam. Yeah, I like Dennis Lohausen a lot, so that's, yeah, and oh, I know you do. Oh, absolutely. But I would say, and I will say that the challenge is, is that you, if you like like the art and you like this game, yeah, in the U.S., you ain't going to find it. That's a big challenge. We, we've done this before. People get mad, don't they? I, you, you love to do this. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> This will be available, I'm sure. It was the reason the, that I've, it was in the geek store. That's where I found. That's this true. One. You can't get it. You can't get it. The reason I say that is because I was thinking that I think it's sixty dollars in the geek store. I that's a lot of money for that game. I feel like for what you get in the box, but it's because it's. I think it's just because of the print run, probably. I it's think that, that that's. It's probably not it. that they're trying to gouge you. Is that they, I, I don't think it was heavily printed. So. Yeah, and it wasn't like I, I don't think there was a. This was DLP games that did this, and and oftentimes TMG would be the ones that picked up the DLP games like Orleans and TMG. Well, that, well that's with the not going to happen. And the LOL and the 
<laughs> well, TMG's not going to pick up any games right now, so that's, that's true. So that was not going to happen with this not one. Maybe that. that was part of the plan. I have no idea. There you no go. clue. All right, now let's talk about the gameplay. Okay, so I'll start off. Uh, some Dean mentioned the dice placement, and then the picking of the dice is pretty interesting in this game, right? So, like, I want to travel. But I know Dean might want to as well. I roll my dice. I have to pick all of the same number. So I've got three fives here. And I'm like, man, that could be three sweet spaces. But if Dean is picking first, he could go, I'm taking those suckers. And so you're like, crap, what do I do? You know, do I risk it? And you have to get into your opponent's head as best as possible, I think. Maybe I put the three there, Dean. But then I know his influence is weak. So I'm hoping to roll and entice him to take the influence dice yeah you know that's cool yeah and this game at its heart really is a lot of racing in general like racing to take these the dice that you want racing to along the the road to fulfill the the objectives the objectives get the points are less and less every farther you go every year in the game yeah there's three years in this game i didn't mention that but um so you want to complete those as fast as you can you also want to be able to get windows out because that's going to give you more resources yeah all of these things you want to do before before somebody else does before somebody takes that and i I, what that what that means is you have a very tense game i think this game is is really tense tense in the decisions that you're making and tense in not wanting somebody else to do the thing that you're wanting to do i didn't mention this but as you're putting your novices in the monastery there's a race element there too, because there's only so many, so many spots, spots that are available. And not only that, like there's the chapel, there are the secular rooms, and then there's the cloister in the middle of mm-hmm. the secular rooms. Now, if you want to put people in the cloister, you have to have people in the secular room and that has to be connected to that. Yeah. They're not, all, sorry, they're not all called secular rooms. One's a secular room, one's a workshop and one's a community room. So they're, but they're the, I forget the name of like I don't know. All I those know, rooms. You hate together, that you forget the name. Anyway, it's like the Israelites out in the wilderness. Pretty intense. That's what this. Uh, mm. How about that? There we go. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say that I felt like super tense over the course of the game, but there definitely are times where, where you do, especially John, with the John dice had roller. tears running down his cheeks. <laughs> oh, so he was very, uh, very. You were very worked up so over this scared, game, Daddy. <laughs> daddy, hold me, Daddy. <laughs> um, but there definitely were moments. Um, hoping that I can get the right dice to fulfill the objective before the year's over, like that kind of stuff. Like, uh, or I really hope Dean doesn't take that. I think he calls it secular building soup kitchen spot that I really need to complete this other objective. If he does great. Now I've got to build a workshop and I don't have the resources to build a workshop and the resources are tough to come by in this game. Like, it's not just like, Oh yeah, I'm going to grab these soups. Like, I mean, I wouldn't, Soup's not it's, difficult, but no, the, but the they books can be tight. The yeah, the tools are. and the books are tough, and mm-hmm. so like, man, if I don't get that before, and he takes that spot, then I've got to figure out a way to get tools. And oh my gosh, okay, this is going to take several die dice, and oh my, yeah. So th- those those parts are cool. I do want to say that I was a little less excited about the player boards. Like when I saw the player board at first with all those meeples monks laid out on it, and like started thinking about unlocking this and unlocking that, it was. Cooler in theory, I think, than when I was playing the game. When I was playing the game, I was like, okay, it's fine. There's really only two spots that are different on everyone's player board. So the very, the very, um, the top two rows, okay, those unlock things that are very unique to that column. Yeah. The next row down is when you're going to put influence out into the, into the chapel. And when you do that, you're now able to get windows 
from uh, as an as one of your action. You can take mm-hmm. some of the stained glass windows, but that's the same on every column. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, the same. Even it, like it just means you're taking a window from a place where you have somebody in a chapel. Then the last one is you're putting out different um, rosaries. So as you're putting out these different ro- rosaries, it unlocks your uh, an ability at the top of your player board that allows you to get a point every time you use a die for that column. Yeah. And that's the same on every one of them. Now it's just it depends on which column you're t- activating that's going to give you the extra point, but. But anyway, all that to say, there's not as much variability there as you might think there is. Yes, I agree. Which with is that. your experience? Which is right? it, yeah. that's exactly right, and that's and I and I felt like and maybe maybe I just need to play it more. I felt like I was kind of going to and going to and the same ones roughly in all my plays. Maybe it's because I just don't understand the game as well. I know that's going to change a little bit based on the objectives that come out. Right, because the objectives that you're going for might make you want to go for this a little more of that. So I know that'll change, but did did you feel that way? Like, I well, I'm one that likes to explore, and so I do too. I didn't take the same strategy. I took different strategies every time I played, and you can do that, but then you kind of have to focus in on on what you're doing. So, for example, one of the columns is like the very first column, the first row is you can take a movement as one of your actions. So you can move your messenger one spot mm-hmm. along the road. And so if you do that, you then probably want to focus on moving your messenger along the road as much as you can. One of the objectives is if you unlock all of That's your right. personal dice, then you'll get those points at the end of the game. You you start off with one personal die that somebody else cannot draft. And so that kind of locks it in for you. But if you take a dice from that spot, you have to take yours first. But you can unlock three total dice of your color, which is really helpful. But you're going to have to move a lot in this game. So that's one strategy you can take. One is an, another one that you can do, even in that that same column, is for one time you can take a tool as the action in that column, mm-hmm. which is interesting because then you're saying, I'm going to focus on getting my novices into the workshop, which will then give me a book and two points, I think is what what you get from taking that spot. That's interesting. It's a different strategy that you're taking. So I think there's lots of different options. Maybe if you had too many, maybe if you had straight up, you know, all four of those in each five of those columns, you have 20 different actions. Yeah. I think that might be too much. It, it might be. I mean, I agree that it, uh, but. <sighs> or maybe another side of the board that might have different options. I don't know. You yeah. might like that better. Yeah, um, to where they could be mixed up a little bit more or different things like that. Anyways, yeah. whatever. I mean, I, it was fine. It wasn't. I, it wasn't that I didn't that I didn't like that part. It was just. It, it, I'm just going to go ahead and give my final thoughts. Is that okay? Yeah, you go for it. So super excited about this game. I feel like, and here and, and get me Meeple Town. You have to understand the difference between me just playing a Marlin Rando game and me playing a game that I really get excited about. So when I say things like disappointed, it doesn't mean it was bad. It means I had really high expectations. Like, you know, you know, right? Yeah. Like that, 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 that's part of it. But I felt disappointed in this game. Um, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. That's what he yeah, told the game after. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's, it had some cool parts with the dice. I, like, even talking to Jonathan at his game, he was like, this, is, this part is like Grand Austria Hotel. I would never play this game over Grand Austria Hotel. And I agree. Like, I would never play. I would 100% play it. Now, it, there's differences for sure. It's definitely not Grand Austria Hotel, 
that's the only similarity. Yeah. You know, this is not meant to be Grand Austria Hotel Killer or anything like that. Yeah, it's not. So it's it's not an apples to oranges unless you're like, I only want one dice drafting game and I would take Grand Austria Hotel. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> so, so, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Meeple Town. <laughs> I just John's giggling about I showed, something. showed Dean a listening. picture of something and you all can't know what it is. And he started smiling and I started giggling <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, also like the, the part of like taking your horse carriage and like you're going around to the different monasteries felt kind of samey. Like you're just circling back, circling back, circling back and doing the same thing every time. And what you're doing is putting people in the monastery. That's what you're doing every time. People in the monastery, monks in the monastery, monks in the monastery. And so what I liked about it was the kind of puzzly nature of the game, lining up the um, the stained glass, unlocking this to get this action, though I didn't love that. Like that part was was pretty cool and the dice was fun. And so, um, you know, I, I, I'm i going to switch my rating a little bit. Oh, How about John. that? Why is he doing I gave this? it a seven on YouTube. I'm going to give it a six. Like I'm going to give it a six and a half. A couple days ago. Yep. I'm giving it a six and a half on oh, the goodness. podcast. This is he why hates, I don't put things he on. He hates when I do this. I don't put our ratings anywhere because I'm like, I don't know what John gives you us. Can, you can put seven on, on our web, website. I don't care. We just did the video like an hour ago. No. It was, it was. But here's the thing. When I did the video, I did, I'm pretty sure I said I'm wrestling between a six and a half and a seven. You did. So like it was, it's not like a, but, which means, because I really thought about it and go, am I really usually willing to play this? That's what I, no, I'm not. Would I play it sometimes? Sure. What I, you know, uh, yeah, but I don't think I'm usually willing to play it. It's, it's fine. I'm going to, I'll stick with mine. So if you watch the video, you know that I gave this one a seven and a half because I'm going to be consistent. All right. That's, that's how I do, John. I'm not just going to flippantly change my scores. Yeah, Although that's fine. Renature could have been consistent, fall for consistent me. Dean. <laughs> so the things that I like about this game, I, I like unlocking those spots. Now, I did mention the comparison to Grand Austria Hotel. This game is not that game at all. It's not. Like, but would I some... rather play Grand Austria Hotel? Well, sure. Yeah, yeah, of course I would. But that's a top 50 game for me. But past the dice drafting, and, and those things are very similar, that is where the comparisons end. Like, Got this you. game yeah. having that piece of area control, I think, is really interesting. I, yeah. I think how you get points in this game is really interesting. While you're playing it the first time, you might just be focused on doing the objective cards. Mm-hmm. And and you're going to miss out on a lot of points if you're not also focused on those other areas of, I would like to get people in the chapel because I'm going to get yeah. a lot of points for that. Or I'm going to at least try to dominate, you know, three out of five of these or, you know, in a two-player game or, or maybe two of these monasteries. I'm really going to try to dominate these so that I can get the points there. I really like that. I, I love those in-game scoring. This feels feels felt-ish in that nature where you can get points in a lot of different ways. You sure. get points through the through the engine building and and you know putting the 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 novice out that has the where you spend the rosaries, um, getting them out there in the cloister so that you can get points every time you take a dice in that in that column. I like that. There's a lot of things that I really really enjoy about this game. Now it is a pretty dull thematic game in mm-hmm. that sense. Like, you don't feel like you're actually doing any of that. No, but I like the theme though. And so like even not like feeling that I'm the cathedral headmaster yeah. or whatever, like that's okay. And and I'm, I'm okay with that because overall I do like the theme of this game. I don't know longevity, how I'll feel about this. Like 
there are some concerns that I have that yeah. you're saying with like the variability and the traveling and, and the, the boards that you have expansion would probably fix that. I don't know if I'm that invested to, to get an expansion to fix that because I'm not going to play like, you know, every day, but if you did play it every day, then that probably would be the case. You might want there some more variability. So anyway, I'm sticking with my seven and a half. I really enjoy this game. Had a lot of fun with it. My concern is I don't know if I'm still going to have a lot of plays of this down the road. Before it gets kind of old. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I would be concerned about that as well. Seven and a half for me, six and a half from John. Let's do our showdown. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the moment you've been waiting for, where we will pit similar games against each other and each decide which one is the best. This is the showdown in Meepletown. All right, Meeple Town. I don't know. That was really bad. Oh, no. All right, Meeple. No, Bobby Newport. All right. So I just kind of wanted to match Dean. I know he has that showdown thing that gets really excited. I do want to mention before I share how these games are played, uh, I was reading an article this morning. And for those who don't know, Dean is a uh, American football Lions fan. And I was reading an article from ESPN. And they had the records, the rankings of all the teams, and they had one bold prediction, right? So they would put a bold prediction about every team. So like the Cardinals, who've lost one game, they're going to go 15-2. and two. That's a bold prediction. That would be pretty incredible for them to go 15-2. and two. So like all these bold predictions, do you want to know what the bold prediction for the Lions was? That we're going to go 0-17. Oh no. Is that it? Okay. The Lions will win a game. <laughs> that is bold. That is bold. I don't know if we're going to. Bro, I lost it when I was on the toilet reading that. This morning, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, your bold prediction is that they win one game? Okay. Go ahead. On Dean's birthday weekend, Michigan lost and the Lions lost. And I was like, I was actually sad for him. I was like, that's stupid. I I hate your teams. They should at least <laughs> win one for Dean. All right, so. I think the Red Wings uh, tied a game that they really could have won. I think that's right, too. <laughs> Just, they... I don't know what happened. You just lost. Sucked. We lost in overtime. We got one point. I think that's right. Oh my so. gosh! Well, Cascadia and Llama Land. These are two games that I picked up the other. I don't know. Several weeks ago, they're pretty reasonably priced. Like that's kind of. I was like, hey, this is like. Think Cascadia was like thirty two ninety nine, and Llama Land was thirty one ninety nine or something. Like, hey, I can is that order. right? Yeah. Wow. No, for real. It's like I was okay. like, I ordered that. All three of those. Uh, those two and Modern Art with shipping. And I'll just say it was Game Nerds, I think. Are they the ones that do the $75 shipping? I think that's right. I think they are. Yeah. I'm just going to say like that they don't pay me anything to say that for like 80-something dollars. I got those three games. Wow. I was like, wow. woo, 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 woo. So uh, let's talk about Cascadia first. It's a Randy Flynn game. It's a game that I've heard a ton of hype about. It's got really good scores on BGG. But is it really that good? Or people just hyped about it and it's not that great? In this game, there's going to be four hexes that you're going to pick from. And as you pick from the hex, it's also going to be tied to a token, which could be a fox or it could be a bear or whatever. It's an animal token. You're going to take those two pieces because you can't separate them. Uh, you can break the rules. We'll talk about it in gameplay. But for the most part, you can't separate those two pieces. You're going to put that hex into your terrain and you just got to have it adjacent to something else. But what's interesting is that the more um, 
there's different types of terrains. I think there's six different types. Maybe there's mountainous regions and marshlands and stuff. At the end of the game, you get a point for your biggest contiguous group. And then also you get points for who has the most of that. So you, so that's important. So you got to lay that down. That's an important part. But also then you have to place your token on one of your hexes. But hexes only have only allow for certain animals so this one hex might only allow for foxes and, and hawks or whatever it may be and so you can put it there but you can't put on any other hexes because you don't have any so those decisions are interesting in the game at the end of the game you'll be scoring points for the tokens that are laying on top of your hexes based on different formations right circular formations for elks or foxes need to have different tokens different types of animals surrounding them or a run of salmon or something like that, like contiguous line of salmon. And that's it. At the end of the game, you're going to score your tokens. You're going to score um, those contiguous areas on your tiles, and you're going to score for the majority, that who has the most of those. So do you want to talk about Cascadia? and Or do you want me to go ahead and – we've been going too long. I'll share with you Llama Land. Let's just – I just made an executive decision right there. I don't get to say things in this episode. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to really fast share this. And then no, 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 go for it. I was, I was totally kidding. Okay, Lava Land's a Phil Walker Harding game, and Dean mentioned, hey, this is like Gingerbread House. Um, Baron Park, it's been compared to because of the polyominoes, but you have polyominoes in this game, and basically you're going to take one, and you're either going to extend, you start off with the player board, a uh, little square, you're either going to extend out, which means put it on that first level out, and you just have to have an adjacent side. If you do that, you can go ahead and call, like claim some in-game scoring, whether you have it or not, just say, I'm taking this right now, so that'll give you a direction to go, like I need to get five coins before the end of the game. And the first people to do that are going to score more points at the end of the game. Or you build up. And when you build up, you lay a polyomino onto your board. It has to be on top of something else. It cannot like have empty spaces below it. And you get the resources that you're laying on top. So maybe you get some cacao and some corn and, and maybe a coin or whatever. And you use those to feed llamas, basically. And the faster you feed the llamas, the more points you get. You lay them out to where the higher values are first. So if Dean takes the four corn llama first... He's going to get 12 points, maybe. It changes every game. And so he's going to grab that. And then he's going to have to place a llama on his board that he cannot place over. But the llamas score in-game scoring because there's formations and stuff like that for how you lay out your llamas or how many you have on a certain level. Because this thing can build up three, four, five levels, you know, or whatever. Um, that's it. That's good enough, I think. Yeah. So you start off. I'll, I'm going to take a break right now. You tell me what you're thinking about these. Okay. Um. Let me... Let me say Llama Land, I'll start with that one as far as like my expectations. I didn't have a whole lot of expectations for this, even though I really like Phil Walker Harding yeah, you do. games. I mean, there, there's Baron Park is one that I quite like. Um, Gingerbread House, I, I enjoy. Sushi I don't, Go. I don't, yeah, Sushi Go is, is a great game for me. Uh, Emotep is not one of my, not one of my favorites. I don't yeah. love that game, but I still think it's fun. Anyway, but I still didn't have like super high expectations, mainly because I wasn't paying attention much to it. But mm. here are some things that I like about it. It does have some feels of gingerbread, I guess, kind of Baron Park. It actually has a feel of uh, number nine. Yeah, maybe, I've heard people say that a lot. Maybe more than any of them because you're building up levels of polyominoes, but you have to like build a base so that you can fit those on top. And so you're trying to get higher and higher, but you have to have a good solid base to be able to do that and kind of plug everything together. And there's plenty of times where you're like rolling, you're like boom, boom, boom. Oh crap. Now I'm stuck. And now I've got to spend two or three turns to extend my base. Right. Because of, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I really enjoy that. I, I think that's a lot of fun. And then like the racing element to try to get those different resources, all of those things. I, I really enjoyed this game quite a bit. Uh, one of the things that I didn't necessarily love about it was the, you mentioned this and I haven't played it enough to know like how true this is, gotcha. but that yeah. race, the race to get those cards, the objective cards, because there's an uneven number. So if we play a two player game, for example, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to get five of the top spots on those cards and John can only get four of the top spots. Am I saying that right? Uh, you always have four tokens. So you, Oh, sorry. Four. Tokens. So it would okay. be four. four. So yeah, there would be, there's seven cards out. That's right. And so you would get, four of the top spots. So, for example, in a two-player game, it's important because the middle row is mixed. So the top spot might be 12. The bottom spot might be six points only. Mm -hmm. And so if we're racing, like John, for the very first four rounds, is building up his base so that he can put those tokens out there, that means he's going to get four of those spots. It doesn't mean he's guaranteed going to get them, but no, more than likely you're going to be able to get them because you're going to have you know a good idea of what you need to do. And I'm only going to be able to get three top spots, and then one of those is going to be the the lower spot. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the things that I didn't love about the 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 base game. Now we'll talk about like an advanced thing that you can do. Was that right? I felt like completing the objectives were pretty easy to do. Now I have not completed them before. There was I played one game with my wife where I didn't complete one of my objectives, um, but I feel like it would be more interesting if they were really tough, you know, or kind of mm -hmm. difficult. And you're maybe getting two or two and th two or three of them instead of like, I mean, even the game we played, the last game we played, I mean, you got all of them, right? You got all yours. I got all mine. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so that part was like a little meh for me. However, uh, there is an advanced um, rule, which I like a lot better. There are cards that you play for majority. Right. So you lay out some of those cards, all of them. It's not all of them, but some of them, instead of being, you know, simple, uh, you know, get five coins at the end of the game. It's like whoever has the most corn llamas yeah. wins these points, which is like, that's huge. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, overall, I was really pleasantly surprised by this game. And in fact, mm, it's up there for my favorite of his games. Wow. And I, and I, Kakao was another one that's, that's, I love that game. Yeah, I don't I really, know exactly I wanted to borrow this, that, but Dean, I don't Dean know loves it so much he won't let me borrow it. Uh, Archaeology, he did that one too, which is... Yes, he did. That's a really fun game too, one that my wife and I enjoy. So I, I like a, really like a lot of his games. This might be... I don't know if it's my favorite, but Gizmos. it's up there. I've it's never played there. Gizmos. Oh, Gizmos might be my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did. It's, it's really good. He said top good. games, so I guess I'm looking through here and yeah. Yeah, he did. I haven't played Summer Camp, which is another new one that came out. Um, Cloud City was another one that's kind of newer. Anyway, all that to say, so I really, cool. really enjoy this game quite a bit. Now, did I like it better than Cascadia? Do you want me to talk about Llama Land a, a, a hair first? You've or? talked enough in this episode. I got this. <laughs> I got it from here on out. Okay. Go ahead and go. <laughs> yeah, Llama Land, what are your thoughts? Um, I was I was, I was, was actually pretty excited about this game. I, I, I The theme of being Llama, you know, I just thought that was interesting. Clemens Franz did great art on this game. Um, I was mostly excited, though, about the idea of building up the polyominoes and, like, how that was going to play out. And I thought it was fine, solid, like, cool. I, I wasn't as excited about racing to those points because it was just points for every card. Yes. Like, if there was something where you're getting something else, maybe, like, oh, wait, I could really unlock this by taking that card. You know, feeding the llamas to get something else to do this. 
it would be cool. I think I would like it a little better. It reminds me, so like Phil Walker Harding for me is like I play his games and I'm always like, okay, but they're a little too light for me to get super excited about. Like, you know, Sushi Go, like, yeah, it was good. Like, it was a great gateway game. Like, it, and, you know, Emotap, I like. Um, and that's not that's no knock on him at all. Like, I think it's he's a really style. good designer. Yeah. I, but I think for my taste, he he designs a little lighter games. And so there were things in this game where I was like, man, if this was just a little more tweaked up, I would be a little more excited about it. But I still enjoyed the game. Um, I don't know what I would have given a score on this. Six and a half, seven-ish. You know, I'm kind of in that ballpark. Like, cool, fine. I, I enjoyed it. But nothing I'm just like, yes, I got to go play you know, Llama Land again. But if Dean wants to play, yeah, yeah, I'd play it. Yeah, and for me, I, I definitely have a place in your collection in my, in collection and my heart for these lighter games. He, yeah, absolutely. The heaviest game that I see that he's designed is a two, and that's Emotep. Everything else yeah. is, is under is under two. And they're all kind of between that 1.5 or 1.75 and two. So they're like on the higher end of that. I, I like that. You know, I like some of those games. And so, you know, you can already, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, you might already have an idea, like, whether or not you're going to like his games just based on the weight. Like, if you tend not to like any lighter games. Now, I, do I would think, think this Lava is maybe is, a little heavier. Well, it's not for it's him. not weighted that, but the thinkiness of this one is. It's it is not. The weight doesn't come in, like, how to play the game. You can play this game really quickly, and I love that. But thinking about the pieces that you need to take and what you're trying to collect, yeah. I think is really interesting. You can do a lot in this game and then do absolutely nothing. That's you right. know what I mean? It's an efficiency game. Yes. Can I lay my polyomos in the shape to where when what I was that word? Polyomos. Okay. Whenever you <laughs> when I lay the next one down, I'm going to get four resources. Like that's it. Like and like so the, the I enjoyed it a little more the more I played it because there's a lot more thinking. my 13 year old started playing this with me and quit because he said it was too hard. Oh like, wow! Okay. He understood how to play it, but he was getting so frustrated because he's like, "I can't figure out how to make this the most efficient." And it was just like, "Yeah, I think I'm done." And so, like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, it was, it was a fun game. It was a cool game. I, I, I did enjoy playing it, but I'm not like, I'm not going to keep it. I'm going to sell it to Dean. Dibs, you can just give it to me. I guess I could. We'll see. It's Christmas. We'll see what happens. <laughs> it was just my birthday, John. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was, huh? Mm -hmm. You mentioned on the last podcast that you were going to give me a game for my birthday. All right, yeah. so... Uh, I, make, nah, I make empty promises all Never the time. mind, your birthday's coming up, so I don't <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> we'll just not get each other anything. <laughs> anyway, over to Cascadia. Cascadia is the thinkier of the two, no doubt. Sure. Right? Now, this is weighted right now at a 2.1, um, so it's not like it's... No, both of these are... Crazy thinkier yeah. either, but, but the... Again, the weight, I think, from this one comes from the thinkiness of what you're going to do. And I think this one has the... Uh, I would say this one would probably be the more AP-prone game. Like, No doubt. You're going you're gonna to be really like grueling over some of the decisions you need to make about what tile and token placement or drafting that you want to do, like what combo you want to get. I'm telling you, this has a Stefan Feld feel in that easy... Diff, grueling decisions on a few choices. Like last night, I'm playing Carpe Diem, and I'm going, "Oh my gosh, I want to go left, but I also really want to go right." <laughs> like it's not that tough of a decision. I guess if I go left, then I can head in this direction to go get this other piece I really want, right? But you're like, "No, but I really want to do this." That's how you feel all right. the time when you're playing Classcadia. Classcadia. Oh my goodness. Uh, you're just like constantly going, "Oh, I want that tile, but I don't really love that token." But maybe I guess I could make it work. Yeah. Oh, 
uh, let me take, you know, and like you're constantly thinking like that. Yeah. And I love that about the game. Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree with you on this one. It, oh, you did it right then. Agree. <laughs> it, it, there's so much to really like about this game, too. The, the, we didn't mention the art components and stuff like that. Both of these, I think, are the art is, is really good. Best really good on both art. of them. So good. Um, I would say, that for me, the edge goes to Cascadia in quite a bit, even though the other is Clemens Franz, who's amazing. And this is a very different style than Clemens Franz mm-hmm. for Llama Land. But anyway, you're, Cascadia, talking about the, the, you're talking about the artistic edge. Yeah. The, yes, that's exactly right. Now, what I like about Cascadia is that exact thing. Those grueling decisions that you have to make. And it's not easy. Like I made Mm-mm. a ton of mistakes in that game that we played like a lot. And if you make a, a mistake with like taking the wrong oh, it thing, can hurt you. it can hurt you big time. And, and not only can it hurt you, but it could potentially help somebody else. If you're not paying oh, attention yeah. to what the other people are doing, it's like John has this run of like a thousand salmon over here, which I don't know what the max is seven, I think, or yeah, eight. I think at seven, you get 25 or six points. Yeah. Anything more than that you're still going to get 25 points yeah. but if, if john has like six of those or five of but those, you can start a second run and i pass that up i could really be helping him you know yeah and, by and just letting him keep getting the salmons that's right and so yeah. I, I really enjoy that piece of it i ended up taking a lot of foxes not because i wanted to get points but because at the time there was wasn't much out there that i could use yeah and i wanted to be able to get the tiles that were with them and the tiles allowed me to be able to get pine cones which they open up more opportunities they can clear the token board they can you can mix and match which ones you want to draft yeah, if I'll, you spend a pine cone i was going to say that about what you mentioned like if there are a lot of like salmon you could spend a pine cone to wipe those tokens out they do, they do go back into the bag right but if you know your opponent's going to keep getting those, but then you have to spend, and it spends a victory point. That's a victory point at the end of the game. Right. Or you can spend one to break the rules. So I can take this token and I can take this hex that's not connected. Yeah. Yeah. So so anyway, I here's the thing. I'll just go ahead and say this. This has the potential to be like game of the year. I mean, that, wow. that's how good this Whoa. game is. Um, I don't. Whoa. I don't know. Like, I haven't really even thought any anything about that. But this game is excellent. I mean, it is... It's fantastic. I love it so much. I, I love those grueling decisions. I love yeah. the simplicity of the game. I love the... You can teach it fast. That that Luna Capital style drafting where you're taking two things at one time. Yep. I think that's really cool. I do too. And to go on top of the things, positive things Dean said is those animal cards, uh, the way it scores changes every single time. There's four animal, four different cards for all five animals. So think of all the different combinations that you could have for scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing that Dean said is, like, this game is tight. Like, if you make mistakes, you will lose. Like, I lost the game the other night by one point to Jonathan. You know how stupid I am, though? Early, oh, I do. I know. <laughs> Earlier that day when we played, I had the fox that said, for the, having the same animals around it, you score a point for every animal of the same. And I was doing that. Except for the card this time said for every different animal. (laughs) And I was like, no, I had like four salmon around that one fox. And I'm like, yeah, Uh, man, I was feeling good. He beat me by one point too. Like, I mean, you know, like I probably could have won that game if I wouldn't have just made that one mistake of forgetting what the card was there. Uh, But, you know, he probably could have said the same thing while he playing. Yeah, but if I would have done this, I would have beat you by even more. You know, know, but, but that's fun. And then I really like the area, the majority part of it on the, on the actual tiles themselves of like, I'm looking at Dean and going, okay, he's got five that are water. I've got four. Should I try to go ahead and beat him? But if I tie him, well then we both get, you know, two points. It depends on the player count or whatever. So mm-hmm. that's something. Cause if you, let's, let's just say you're playing, um, 
a three player or whatever, last place doesn't get anything. Right. Or in fourth place, it's, it's always just the first and second. If four players or three players, I think it's just first or second place. So, like, man, and so you're building, you're going, oh, yeah, I'm building up my fourth. And you look over and you're like, oh, shoot, Dean's got seven, Steve's got six. Well, I just I screwed that up. Like, mm-hmm. I've done that multiple times. Like, I've got four. I thought I was doing something. There's no way I'm catching up to these guys. I shouldn't have taken that time. Yeah, yeah. And that that can be a bad feeling. Now, I, yeah. it might not be as detrimental as you think it might, you know, as, sure. as you think it is. But it definitely can make a big difference. But I, I, I love that there are those two things that you have to think about. You have to think about the tile placement. You have to think about where you're going to put that token. Yep. I just, I really, really enjoy that. Um. Yeah, I do. I we talked about this. I, it seems like you get more points from the tokens, but even then, you still have to think about the tile placement to help you with the yeah. tokens because you can only place certain types of tokens on certain types of. Yeah, terrain. if you have hawks, and like a lot of times hawks are things like you don't want to, you can't have another hawk touching it. Yeah. So you might be like, I really want this forest tile, and a hawk can go on it. But if I place it there, then I can't place a hawk on it. Uh huh. And, you know, some of the tiles, the ones that give you the pine cones or whatever that can manipulate the rules only have one animal on them. Mm-hmm. So you place your one animal. And so you could place one there and go, I can't, if I place them there, it's not going to score me any points at all, but it will score me up. It'll score me a point for the tile, but nothing for the token. Right. And I just, it's just simple brilliance. This yep. game is simple brilliance, man. I just, it's, I can teach this to anybody. Uh, right now it's ranked fourth overall in abstract games, 382 overall, overall family 44 this has the feels to me of like what wingspan did in the sense of a pretty simple game that's got some thinking thoughts that is just stinking good and i i love this game it's really hard to argue that and i know that's like a really bold statement because it's real i mean what is the next wingspan who knows yeah i mean but this has a feel of this could be but it it, i mean think of it's 2021 game and it's ranked 382 overall like yep I, it's such a good tile. Like this would probably make my top ten tile laying games of all time already. Is a chance. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, it's that's very... and, it, and it could soar like the hawk. You know, I think that was a. Pig, I'm pig interested to see. So this is Randy Flynn's sole design that is available. If I to breeze, I think so. Yeah. T a b r i z is another one that I don't see when this is coming out, but it is another game that he's credited for. I'm interested. Oh, I'm yeah. interested. It's like whenever one. James A. Wilson came out with that's, Everdale, and you're like, oh, that's exactly what I, I got to see what this guy's going to keep doing. And I still haven't played that other one, but yeah, I haven't either. I heard it wasn't near as good. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so for me, if I have to pick between these, for me, it's a no brainer that it's Cascadia, but Llama Land was still good. Don't but sleep I still on it. really like Llama Land. Yeah. And so maybe if I compare, if we did a showdown with Llama Land. Uh, Baron Park and what's that other one I mentioned earlier? Gingerbread House. That would be fun. Llama Land might be the top one there. Wow. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. So if you like those games, you would recommend definitely checking this one out. I think so. I think if you like the style of Red Nine, or Red Nine, Number, number nine, nine, if you like the style of that, you might really, really like Llama Land. Feels the most like that out of any of them, I think. Yep. I think it's a solid game. But hey, if you haven't played Cascadia, and here's the thing, I want you... It's not a heavy game, so all you like super heavy Euro folks, if you're if that's all you want to play, then what you know whatever th- you might not be super excited about it. But if you like tile laying games and you like something that has those felled grueling decisions, that's a two weight. I'm telling you, y'all, don't sleep on this one. Yep, it's really good. It right now it's probably maybe my favorite game I've played this year. Now that's not saying a lot. 
because I haven't played a lot of games I'm super jacked up about because Essen just happened. Yeah. So this is this is the time of year I really start playing games going, okay, this is fantastic. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see where this where this comes out at the end of the year. I could see I, it I on bet both it's, of our I top bet tens. it's on my top ten. Yeah. It would there'd have to be a lot of really good games to not come up yeah, to not be on my top ten. So Yeah. I agree. Such a good and this game is like hold up, let me just let me hold up one second. Sorry, I know we need to end this episode. How long is this? this is a super long episode? Uh huh. It is. It's all right. You're welcome, Napletown. Thirty five bucks is what you can get it like new. I think it's around thirty Thirty to forty dollars. Oh, you just no. You, uh, Borderland. All right, so game nerds thirty one ninety nine. Borderlandia twenty nine ninety nine. There we go. Okay, Amazon even forty dollars. So don't spend thirty five dollars for a like new copy, and pay that expensive shipping on the Geek Store. Just go to another website and buy it brand new. Well, you can also get it for thirty five dollars. out of Brand stock, new though. on the Geek Crap. Market. Maybe yeah. that's it. I think it's. This I think game this keeps one's going out. It keeps going in and out of stock. I've. It's, it, that's why I went ahead and bought it because I saw it came back in stock. Mm. So I got this on my Christmas list. I'm hoping Christmas. Hopefully, it'll be available because this is like it's selling like hotcakes. But I don't want to get it because I'm I hope to get it for Christmas. Bro, you got to we'll see. Yeah, it's a good one. Super good one. We'll see. I'm not. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I, I'd so play tell, that game right now. Wouldn't tell you? people how they can get in touch Let's with go right this. now. Yeah, that's why I want to get. Dean done. did want to tell people something about Pax U. You said you wanted to Oh, I was going to at the beginning. That. Yep. We mentioned the next, next, if you've hung around this long, next episode, we will hopefully share this a little bit earlier, but I, we mentioned last time that we are going to be at PAX U. That is, that is happening. We're going to be there. We'd love to get in touch with you. Like if you're a publisher and you want to talk to us about stuff you've got coming out, reach out to us at meepletowngames at gmail.com or meepletownmail at gmail.com. Either one will work for this. Um, if you're a public, if you're a publisher, reach out to us. If you're a designer and you want to let us know some stuff you've got coming out, hey, anybody, like if you're a, a reviewer, <laughs> someone, if you're you a fan desperate. of the show, someone, please reach out to please, us. Please. <laughs> Cause otherwise I'm going to have to hang out with John the entire oh my time gosh. and I'm going to need a break. So oh anyway, reach out to us. We'll make more announcements about this closer to time, but we'll be there Thursday through Sunday. Miniature Mart is doing their black Friday sale right now. Ah, uh, I know, so, but I don't. I don't. I used to love their Black Friday sales. Now they're like, oh no, they've got some really good deals on there. Do they this time? Yeah, they do. Unfortunately. So anyway, now tell people how they can get in touch with us. If you're enjoying our podcast, or if you're not, we still, no matter what, I guess, like for you to rate our podcast on whatever you're listening to it on. If you go to um, Patreon.com/MeepleTown, you can support what we're doing. We're at MeepleTown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we're Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Thanks for coming down to MeepleTown. All right, John. I was I was talking to my dad last week. Okay. And his cousin had passed away. Okay. Now that that is wow. not funny. He actually he passed away. They did. You the, bring death up a lot on our podcast. I do, don't I? All right. So yeah. he had passed away. My dad was watching the. They did like a live stream of the funeral because he's in Michigan, and and his brother, uh, not my dad's brother, the the brother of his cousin got up, and he said, you know, if my brother was here today he would ask for the lions to be his pallbearers so they could let him down one more time. <laughs> Legit said that in the middle of the funeral. thought that was pretty fantastic. Well, I mean, that's pro- that's accurate. We were, we were just passing back and forth, Meepletown, just so you know, those who are listening, these memes back and forth, like by week 27, which if you don't know what that is, that means the week that the lions don't play. Anymore. The lions were on their bye week. They didn't play a game this last week. Yeah. And, Lions 25. <laughs>